everybody. Welcome to Osprey Observer TV. I'm your host, Johnny Torres. Joining me as always, Marie Gilmore, Editor-in-Chief of the Osprey Observer. And I don't know when you are watching this video, but I am starving. So fortunately, Marie lined up an amazing interview. Let's go ahead and check that out right now. We're always looking to do something fun around here. And a friend directed me to a new YouTube channel the other day that was called 999 Things to Cook. And I was having a lot of fun getting really hungry watching these episodes from a local chef who puts on a YouTube channel. And lo and behold, I find out he lives locally in our community. So we brought him on. Michael Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So tell me about 999 Things to Cook. Well, it's a YouTube channel I started pretty much exactly a year ago to um, th this month. Um, yeah, I uh, it's called 999 Things to Cook, and each um, thing that I cook is going to have its own video. Uh, so that's a lot of videos to make. Um, but the, the idea is so that I can pretty much make anything and everything. And I'm not kind of constrained to just one uh, niche, if you want to call it that. Um, but it's, it's to explore all the different avenues of cooking and to have fun and kind of see what comes up in all that. Okay. So what is your background? Well, my background, I've been a cook now for maybe 18 years or so. I, I've worked in many different restaurants. Um, I've been a sous chef of um, a Mex uh, it was a smaller um, Mexican restaurant. I've worked in Italian restaurants. Um, I've, I've worked in many different restaurants. Uh, recently, for the past seven years, I've been running a, a pizzeria. So that's kind of what I've been doing lately. Um, but, you know, when I started the channel, I... Uh, wanted to get out of just cooking the same thing over and over and over again um, and wanted to broaden my horizons as well as be able to make a channel. So I, I figured why not just cook everything? So. Okay. Wonderful. And how many things have you cooked so far? What number are we up to? Well, I'm going to put a video out today and that would be um, number 49. Okay. So, Perfect. Yeah. so we've got a lot more to come. Got and I really, more. I've really been enjoying it. You've sort of got a fun, you've got a great intro, you know, really great flair, lots of flames and fire. And that brings us to the episode you're going to launch today is something you've been teasing. And I've been really watching with interest because it was the first time you cried on camera <laughs> was for this recipe so, that you're releasing today. So tell us a little bit about what's going to come out today. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that, you know, everybody's got their sayings and their, their little quotes in YouTube as far as channels go. And one of mine on the show consistently is no crying in the kitchen. I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't make that up. It's, it's something that well, chefs have been saying for a long time. It's a very popular uh, term. Um, but today is I'm putting out torture chamber chicken. And so what I did was I start, started a spicy chili series. So every, all the foods that I was making in the series were very, very hot and spicy. Some a little bit more mild, some a lot hotter. This is kind of one of the climaxes of the, the series. And I, it was, I'm attempting to make the world's hottest fried chicken without just dousing it in all sorts of sauces. So, you know, I dried out tons of um, really, really hot chilies, put it into the breading and marinated the chicken in one of the world's hottest hot sauces. And that, that's kind of what this is. It's um, kind of the, the, the peak of what, where the spicy chili series has, has gone so far. Yeah, uh, you know, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, you know, personally, uh, I mean, it's obviously in the restaurant industry, it's very common to obviously see mostly men, uh, you know, in, as chefs. And, but uh, of course, you know, we all love mom's cooking, grandma's cooking. Uh, and they were the ones that taught me when I was about 13 sure. years old, you know, how to cook some of the basics, you know, because they, of course, would say, you know, mom and grandma aren't going to always be around, you know. And so uh, what got you started down this path? 
Well, you know, I, I started cooking at a young age. Um, I just, I grew up not liking certain things like steak. I love steak now. And it's because when it was cooked for me by my family, it was always well done. And <laughs> that's kind of where it started, honestly, once I realized, and I started watching Food Network a long, long time, like right when it came out, I was kind of that, that era where I was middle school age, maybe I forget, maybe younger. Um, but I learned that, you know, you don't have to cook a steak like that. And so I started with that. And then from there on, I'm like, well, you know what? I might as well just learn how to cook myself because that's, um, you, anytime you cook something for yourself, you're going to cook it exactly the way that you like to cook it. Sure. So that, that, that's where my culinary journey kind of started. And right now, what would you say is your favorite dish right now? Honestly, the thing that I always like, if you ask me what my favorite food is, I would have to say a, a good burger. Um, nice. and, and I know everybody's favorite, you know, I, I love lobster like everybody else, you know, obviously steaks, but on a day-to-day basis, uh, you give me a good burger, I am satisfied. And give us a little tip as to what makes a great burger. And also, Chef, have you actually done an episode on your favorite burger? I have not done an episode on my favorite burger. I mean, how, how do you pick a favorite, really? I, I, I've done some some more fun episodes with burgers where I made these, ma- you know, a massive burger or a massive sandwich. Um, but, you know, what makes a good burger is almost simplicity with it. You know, you start off with a really good quality meat. And usually, you know, the standard is 80-20 chucks so, or a similar type of meat where you got 20% fat, 80% lean. And then you sear both sides of it. And I, I personally, for me, it's medium rare. I know some people are squeamish about that when it comes to burgers. Um, but, you know, if you take it the next level and you make sure to grind your own meat, there's absolutely no worry about um, E. coli or anything like that because you're starting with a whole cut of meat. You're trimming the edges off. So any bacteria is gone. And then you grind up the stuff that there's no bacteria in. So there's absolutely absolutely nothing to worry about as far as uh, foodborne illness. If you start with your own meat. I don't a lot, I'll, I'll admit, but, you know, um, I guess I live dangerously, if you want to call it that, so. Now, yeah, yeah, you know, you actually just taught me something I didn't realize, you know, I thought, uh, you know, E. coli and, you know, salmonella and those kind of things that you typically associate, you know, with some of the more hazardous uh, elements of cooking, you know, I thought, you know, it was just something you always kind of had to be careful of and that sort of thing, but, uh, you know, what, you know, what got you fired up to start this YouTube channel? Uh, I'm always, you know, for me as a content creator, the hardest part is always to come up with a cool, like clever name. So what, what gave right. you the premise uh, behind the show? Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I had wanted to start a cooking channel and I, I could never figure out the logistics of being able to shoot the video. Cause I, I work, you know, right now it's about 50 to 55 hours. I was working more, I, you know, I work six days a week. So I'm like, I never have the time to do that. Um, I was getting burnt out in the restaurant industry. And so two years ago, I actually, I I was starting to get into the music licensing business. So if you don't know what that is, basically you make music, you sell it or license it to commercials and films, stuff, things like that. And then you get paid royalties or upfront costs and and you make a living doing that. Um, But about a year into that, right when I was actually at the point where I was going to start trying to license my music out to these corporations and music libraries, um, I was getting really burnt out in the fact that you know, coming home each night after work and just being stuck in a studio, not having interaction with really with anybody um, because you're just constantly grinding away at making the music. And I, I love making music. It's one of um, my my backgrounds as a violin player. But 
um, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go with the YouTube channel that I, that I've always wanted to do, which was the cooking channel, because that's really my strong uh, skill set is, is cooking anyway. So I took the music that I was going to license out and I ended up, I'm using it in my show. So that's one of the things that makes my show different too, is that all the music that you hear, any audio, I created the audio um, and I'm still, you know, I still make little um, tracks for like in the trailer. I, I made the, the the music for the torture chamber chicken specifically for the torture chamber chicken. So that that's kind of the cool thing about my show too, is I, I can customize it and I'm not using other people's music. It, it's, it's full creator content. Uh, it's a lot more work that way. Um, but I, you know, I, I just felt it would give my channel something that other channels don't have. Um, just being able to make your own music with it. And, um, you know, that that's and with the, the whole 999 things, it's just, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, so I, I just decided to do that because I, you know, you can never really run out of ideas. If I picked a certain niche, like, you know, just Italian cooking, that's great. There's hundreds and hundreds of Italian dishes that you can make. But to me, that's boring. I get bored kind of easily. I, I need to be inspired. And, you know, one week I might just be making all Asian food one week. And the next week I might, you know, make burgers a whole bunch of different ways. And so I figured 999 things to cook, it will uh, appeal to a larger mass, uh, larger audience. Well, that tells the story of why it sounds so good, all of your episodes. So you, you're really multifaceted, Mike. You've got a music background, you've got food background, you've got, you know, editing skills and production background. You really got, so this is really a marriage of all of your skill sets put together is creating your show. It, it is, you know, my, it's funny because my, my weakest skill set right now is the actual videotaping itself. And you'll see, if you look back to my earlier videos, you know, I, I was using a really bad camera and the exposure, but my audio has always been right there because that, that's what I've been practiced on. Um, and, and that's why I do the voiceovers because I figure, you know, instead of just sit, standing there talking to the camera, you know, you, you think of a cooking channel, you think of somebody standing there cooking and kind of telling you what, they, what they're doing as they do it. And that, that's not what my show is at all. Um, I think that's one of the things that's very different about it. I try to add a little bit of humor with the voiceover and I try to have my personality come across in the voiceovers as you see me doing it so that you, you know, you don't necessarily have to want to cook or like to cook even to enjoy my channel. So that really actually does come across now that you mentioned it, the style of your show is they're short episodes, right? Just a mm -hmm. few minutes long. Yes. You showcase the methodology of cooking, but you're doing the professional voiceover so that you can narrate us through the whole process. And one that I really enjoyed, that's a recipe I think I'm actually going to try is the fried chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. That looked, that looked simple the way you presented it. You know, it looked easy. I think I could make that. Yeah. You know, it, it is, it's, it's one of the most simple dishes that I've made so far, but that doesn't, it's, it's one of the best at the same time, you know, things don't have to be complicated. I've got, I've got one that's the episode. If you look at the thumbnail, it's called play with food. And I think I named it like dragon tail filet. Oh. There's a ton, there's a ton of steps in it. It's, it's very high end cooking using different equipment that you might not have at home. Okay. It's very, I don't expect anybody to really recreate that, but that does not necessarily mean that it is better than a simple taking leftover fried chicken and making a salad out of it. You know, and that's, that's part of the beauty of cooking. And it was funny because I literally cringed when you started putting slices of the chicken, the fried chicken skin over the top of the sandwich. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is good. I'm going to just have a little scoop of the salad. But then you just mounded up with some bacon, some fried chicken skins. And oh my goodness, it looked amazing. And then you took a big bite and really enjoyed it. It's very authentic. I've been enjoying your show. I'm Great. a subscriber now, Mike. We'll nice. be 
Happy to check in with you periodically. We wish you all the best with your channel. Locally, if you're in the Valrico area, he's the chef at Formaggio's Pizza right there across from River Hills. So you could get a sampling of how good food he makes and everything. And then, of course, subscribe to the channel. So tell us how people can find your channel, Mike. Uh, you can go to YouTube and you can search on uh, 999 Things to Cook. Um, you can also check out the website. It's www.999thingstocook.com. Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, you know, can't wait to actually expand my repertoire because that's one of the downfalls is, uh, you know, I basically I learned what mom and grandma taught me how to make. And uh, that was about it. I kind of <laughs> stopped there. So I make those things very well. But now I need to kind of uh, expand my offering, if you will. Yeah, hopefully uh, you can learn a few things. Um, I got really simple things and more complex things, whatever, you know, whatever you need. Awesome, Mike. We'll stay in touch. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Michael from 999 Things to Cook. Uh, and I hope uh, that order I placed is on the way because I, <laughs> just browsing through his YouTube channel just makes my mouth water. So best of luck to Michael uh, on his YouTube channel and best of luck, you know, to, to his future endeavors in cooking. Uh, I mean, I think he, he's got a huge future ahead of him. Uh, it, it's cool to see people just uh, really chasing their dreams. And we've also talked in previous episodes from a culinary perspective just how amazing the community is and what great restaurants there are out there so i expect that we'll see a lot more from michael uh not only is there a lot to do and a lot of amazing places to eat uh but there's a lot going on in the community so what's happening at the osprey observer marie there is a lot going on and speaking of local restaurants we have two village inns that are now locally owned cool company has gone into some chapter 11, you know, bankruptcy refiling, but two of the restaurants have been purchased by two local gentlemen, business partners, including Dean LaFollette, who has been a long time employee of Village Inn, who is now the owner. Wow. Partner Danny. So amazing. Now when you go to the Village Inn in Riverview or Brandon, you're going to get your pies for the holidays. You're participating in the local business. So that's really nice to know. Well, and again, this is all kind of, again, the fallout, right? The mixed blessings of the coronavirus, the lockdown, all this that we've been going through uh, because it's now created opportunities like this. Um, but, you know, again, you see a restaurant like that that's, you know, certainly very corporate, known very nationally. Um, so to know that it's locally owned, I mean, that's exciting. And uh, I'm just happy that, uh, you know, the free slice Wednesday hasn't gone away quite just <laughs> <laughs> and just insider tip in November, there may be a free pie giveaway through the Osprey. Right. So just say it, just say it. Man. You got to just know people and watch that per them. copy. Like, do I, do I get one per copy? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, there's sort of a big trend going on in markets, local markets. We actually did a rundown in the recent edition and we came up with 11 after we went to press two more Outdoor farmers markets have popped up. These are the markets, you know, outside of Chill Coffee or outside yeah. of a Bullfrog Creek um, brewery where the booths pop up with local businesses, cool. you know, selling their wares, selling their craft items. I get a lot of great gift items at these markets. So we've done a whole run down in the latest editions of all the local marketplaces. First Saturday, second Saturday, third Saturday, fourth Saturday, 
some Saturday of the month in this community, you're going to be able to go find a local artisan market. Well, and especially right now, I still have friends who are very cautious about going into indoor environments, uh, even retail stores or small businesses. And so this is a great opportunity, again, for maybe some of these people who can't afford a storefront, you know, but make amazing things uh, to sell or, you know, have produce, have other things that they want to get out into the public, you know, to to have that ability to expose the, their products to more people is exciting. And it's so cool that the, that there's more of those popping up. All right. Well, for a list of all of those uh, markets, so make sure you pick up the latest copy of the Osprey Observer or make sure you visit them online at ospreyobserver.com. On behalf of Marie Gilmore and the team at the Osprey Observer, I'm Johnny Torres. Thank you for watching Osprey Observer TV. We'll see you next time.